parky and festivals in the dark. Due to a soggy summer, the vintage car rally was scheduled sometime in early September. Litter was cleared up from around the paddling pool as a grey squirrel lay in the mesh bin, scrumped up, perhaps in a snooze, but his sixth sense hadn't alerted him. It lay still, and a prod with a picker resulted in no movement. Gluttony had struck. Ravenous all day, picking out discarded food bits in bins, in addition to any fruit and nuts. One of them had buried a horse chestnuts on the bowling green, forgot about them, and dug up everywhere in search of their treasure. Around the boot and umbrella sculpture, conkers lay cracked open, an almighty kick, thwack, smashed a husk to pieces. Fleshy foot fired in different directions as a shiny brown seed bounced about. The squirrels hurriedly gathered them up in their paws. Some stuffed the green spiky pods into their mouths and scuttled off to their burrow as children collected conkers, unyielding to finger jabs. Jays visited their crow relatives and indulged in plentiful acorns. By God, they're busy with conkers, em nippers, said Ernie. Here, by God, we've had some fun with yon bros knuckles. A, blo- a black eye once, and even a broken window as well. I'll tell thee, what in all that is we don't just rely on finding a good old conker. We sneaked him into oven, bacon with us. Man weren't doing any. We're doing a rice pudding, or a meat and potato pie, or summer. If thou wanted an eighteener, thou had to take drastic steps to further thy ambitions. Like, we didn't wait for him to drop off trees neither. We took sticks up, mercing him in vinegar. Were another toughening process declared Fred. Yeah, not keen on that in park. What get hit on head or damaged tree shouted the park warden as he ducked sticks beneath a horse chestnut. Hello there, warden. What tell children to do same, said Fred, as Parky walked on yonder. The two men reminisced about their youth. Ah school playground but what full of bits of conquer and old knotted boot laces, as I recall, and their fingers wrapped in plaster for days. They were right. Parky waved goodbye to the gentleman and headed towards the pavilion building. He descended the steps of the men's toilet and was confronted with a burst pipe. Parky rushed over to his hut, collected a screwdriver, went back and rotated the valve to stop the leak. A sound was blue-tacked, Above the sink, stating sink out of order. Buzzing sound of the bumblebee whizzed past the warden's ears. He even felt that the furry body stroke his earlobes. He hurried to his hut for the warden meeting. Bumbus, he murmured to himself. He greeted his colleagues and put the kettle on for a brew as he read out the agenda. Warden meeting agenda. New ID badges, vintage car rally, horseshoe, half-term activities, open heritage day, fire in the sky, Halloween, Armistice day service, incident prevention, several issues, 
health and safety, dog foul, counteracting aggressive behaviour, motorcycles, and a warning sign for conkers. Cover arrangement for various events in the parks, modus operandus. Parker received interesting looks as each of his team members gave him inquiring looks and eventually he said, I suppose you're wondering about the modus operandus. Bart raised his head up, removed his spectacles. Are we to be enrolled onto Latin-speaking classes? He asked as everyone sniggered. Mr Pollock requested an opportunity to talk with us about our working schedules and wrote her in a forthcoming meeting, stated Parkey. There were glum faces all around. Well, I have to rush back to Beaumont Park after I've closed the Tulsa Museum at Ravensknoll, declared a hasty Debo. Faisal stated he too had to be back in Crowness Park for a delivery. The wardens got down to iron out a few issues in their parks and rejuvenated for the final push for visitor activities before the winter. The main concern was Pylock didn't want the wardens to have a full weekend off at any time or indeed any two days off together. Amongst the new restrictions were the time to start or finish their shift and no flexibility for the warden's judgment, especially during adverse weather. During a break, Parky popped out of the meeting for a quick patrol along the pavilion drive. People sat and swung on the tennis nets. He politely asked patrons not to cause any damage to them. Heading back to the warden meeting, a group of adults requested details of the redevelopment as it approached 20 hundred hours in his hut. Parky directed them to the information centre in the adjoining room. The team discussed Parky's plight for cosmetic changes before the long-awaited redevelopment, a few years away. Mr Pallock didn't like to change the look of the park, or indeed if it involved extra work for him. It was a tough call, whether to make improvements or progress without change, thought Parky. Of course, he didn't like change because he had such a lot to do in the upkeep of parks, school fields and common land areas. Parky thanked everyone for their suggestions and advice as he would need it in his meeting with Mr Pylock. During autumn, the rangers would experience a supermoon, a Ford Lotus, Dracula, along with other weirdos, a ten-headed monster, nuns on the run, leaf blowers, conkers, whistling bombs, plus a seven-tall-foot guard soldier. 